Good morning. Welcome to Faith Presbyterian Church's Snow Day Extravaganza. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, as you probably guessed, uh, we end up canceling our church service this, mo this morning due to bad weather. So I hope you're all staying home and staying safe right now. So we're going to open up with a word of prayer. Then we're going to get into our proceedings for today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and this time we have here together, Lord, though be it uh, though it's a, a virtual meeting, nonetheless, Lord, we praise you that we have an opportunity to still gather with believers. So, Lord, I thank you. I pray that you direct my my uh, words this morning and help me to give you glory. And I pray that those at home would glorify you, too, on this Lord's Day. We praise in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> All right. So what we're going to do today is kind of go over sort of an, uh, a miniature sort of service that we would normally do in our normal church day. And uh, we're going to start off with what we would do before church, actually, before the church service. And that would be to talk about our, um, our study series, which right now we are doing the Case for Creator, which is a series that is done by Lee Strobel and his team. And uh, you notice that the title is The Case for a Creator. And so what it is, is it is an intelligent design investigation, a bare minimal evidence approach to the to finding evidence for the existence of God. So it's a very fascinating study that we're doing so far. It started off by talking about what they call the negative evidence, meaning that why other theories don't do justice to the origins of the universe and of life. And now we're doing what's called uh, positive evidence, which is just talking about the evidence for the creator. So things actually point toward the correct explanation as to why the universe and life exists. And today what we were going to do, we were going to be talking about the evidence from physics. And uh, what's really funny is my wife was actually teaching our children these things as she homeschools our kids. And uh, uh, it's so fascinating, all the factors that go into how life is able to exist on Earth. Uh, namely that we're not too close to the sun, we're not too far away from the sun, and because of that, the climate is able to be perfect for sustaining life on our planet. So it's really remarkable what God has done there. Um, inside of the video, it also talks about gravity. And it says that if gravity uh, was less, then we would all just kind of float off of the planet. And uh, if, if it was anything more than what it is, that everything would be crushed under its weight. And so um, so life would not be able to exist because it just all be compacted like a, you know, like when you drink a can of pop or something, it's be crushed like that. And that, that wouldn't be any good. We wouldn't be able to survive like that. Um, and it also goes into things like the cosmological constant and other sorts of factors inside of physics that would point to the reality, um, that there is a creator. They even talked a little bit about, uh, the idea of, uh, they, they kind of dismantle the idea rather of there being a multiverse, which is something that's becoming ever more popular these days. The idea that our universe is one universe of many universes. And they basically just say, well, that's not based off of evidence. That's based more or less off of wishful thinking. So that's uh, uh, that's uh, the case for a creator right there. But also what I, what I really like, I'm actually going to turn to this real fast inside of my Bible. Because what the, this uh, uh, segment of the case for a creator reminds me of very much is Psalm uh, chapter 8. So Psalm 8, actually. And I'm just going to read just a brief portion of that. Because this to me is kind of the... Uh, um, the tone of the case for creator it says, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. 
You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet. So it's basically just an overview of how God created everything. And yet here we are and God cares about us more than anything else that he created inside of the universe. So we can praise God for that. Uh, Shirley Nebergirl, she's the uh, person who plays our music, and she had a good lineup of music uh, this morning. And one that I noticed was Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus, one that I grew up learning. Don't worry, I'm not going to sing it. I'm just making note of it. So that, that way, if you have never been to our church before, you know what sort of music and hymns to anticipate and to look forward to. I very much enjoy seeing songs like that myself that... I grew up with that I know very well uh, and that we're able to join together with other believers and lifting them up to God um, <clears throat> uh, we did our children's message actually this morning we actually recorded one that was totally different from what I was planning on doing I did something silly this morning and then all of a sudden my kids my wife were saying you should do that for the children's lesson I was like ah how embarrassing but okay we'll give it a shot so we uh, we whipped up a, a different children's lesson for this morning so if you have children that you're gonna be bringing to our service, uh, what they can look forward to in the future here is we are gonna be doing a children's series on the 10 commandments. And the way we do our children's lessons is with uh, object lessons. And so we use an object, just as an example, this was this morning's object lesson right there. So we try to do something to catch their attention and to um, help them to grasp what it is that the Bible is saying by using an object lesson. It seems like it's pretty effective. At the very least, it's fun. The children enjoy it. I enjoy it. Everybody laughs at me for a minute. It's great. Everybody has a good time. So uh, so that's something to look up, look forward to. And actually, I was titling uh, next week's message for the children, One Up God. So you kind of have to either know the lingo there or you're going to have to come next week to find out exactly what One Up God is. Uh, <clears throat> so... The message for today was going to be the last message in the series, Good Things Are Coming. And originally what I was going to do was I was going to present that message, record it this morning, and then post it on our website and on social media for you to be able to watch it and to enjoy it. The problem that I had with that, for one, it's the last message in the series, and I really wanted to do justice to the message we're trying to get across to people and the personal nature of this message uh, is just very powerful and so it just didn't feel like it would be right to give it uh, to a virtual audience but rather it's it's going to be I mean it's, don't get me wrong we're going to have a recording of it and if you're not able to be at the service you're going to be able to watch it online whether it's at faithoffinley.org or if it's on our Facebook page uh, you're going to be able to have access through, to it online. But I feel like you're going to be able to get it even better in the context of a church gathering with the congregation, with me in front of you, um, speaking the words of the message that the Lord has placed on my heart to you so that you can get the full effect of it all. And I look very much forward to giving uh, that message to you next week. Uh, having said that, the sermon series title is Good Things Are Coming. Some people might be uh, might might have a hard time understanding what that means exactly. As we 
just made it through 2020. It was a chaotic year like none other. You're probably sick of even hearing that uh, phrase used. You're probably sick of hearing just 2020 being used for that matter. And so when you hear good things are coming, what on earth am I talking about? Am I talking about the return of Jesus? I don't know, maybe. I mean, Jesus can return whenever he wants to. I think that certain signs have yet to pass before he can return. Uh, so that's not exactly what I'm talking about, but the Bible does encourage us to look forward to the return, uh, the, the, the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's a possibility. If that's what, I'm, if that's what the Lord has impressed in my heart through the Holy Spirit, and that's what he wants me to get through to you, uh, through this series, then sure, we'll go with that. But uh, that's not directly my intention. Uh, you might be wondering, am I talking about the prosperity of our nation? Once again, I don't know to tell the truth. Um, our country's going through some very difficult times right now. A lot of uncertainty. Um, so I'm not necessarily directly referring to that even. It's possible. I think that our, our country might have some really good days ahead of us. It might have some very difficult times ahead of us. But what I'm really talking about here about good things are coming is that with great challenges come great opportunity. And that's really what I want people to understand through this series, regardless of what the future holds for us. We know there's going to be challenges. There's always going to be hard times for people ahead of them. As we have, we, we, we all have family, we have relationships, we know that things are going to happen in our future. They're going to try our faith and make circumstances at times very difficult for us. But the reality of God's word is that he promises that good things are coming in terms of that when we pray, when we're in the word and we're focusing on the things of God, that he blesses us in ways that we can't possibly even anticipate. So good things are indeed coming and indeed through these struggles god even presents new opportunities better opportunities to fulfill his mission and to bring him glory and i think of the apostles through this how you know we've mentioned a couple times in the book of acts and indeed paul in the book of philippians we're reading through philippians right now and we're in chapter one and he talks about being a prisoner for christ which he means he is literally arrested in philippi because of his testimony for Jesus Christ. He's preaching the gospel. Some people don't like it. They arrest him and throw him into prison. And what he sees as this great opportunity, now people are asking questions about the gospel. They want to know who is this person, Jesus, that he was preaching about that now he's in prison for that sake. And so other people band together with Paul, other believers, and they start preaching the gospel. And it just catches on like wildfire that people are spreading the word of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, his ascension, but even more so the forgiveness of sins and the opportunity for us to have eternal life through God's son, Jesus Christ. And as it relates to the apostles, we see that they they went to prison as well. They got beaten and then it even says they rejoiced through these struggles, be counted worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus Christ. And so this series has very much been about having a different perspective than what we've been using in the past, looking at things through God's eyes, through the eyes of God's word, the Bible, and understanding the world that way and seeing that if we do that, very much indeed, if we're still alive and well, God's got good things in store for us. 
So that pretty much wraps up everything I wanted to talk about this morning. So I'm going to close this time together with you in a word of prayer. So, so please join me. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we have access to such technology to be able to share your word with people, though we're not physically present with them. We look forward to this next week and being able to share this message um, of good things coming and striving together. So, Father God, I pray that you would just, uh, uh, you know, for people that maybe haven't been to church in a while, that you'd encourage them, Lord, to make it out to one of these services. At the very least, Lord, to be able to check out our messages online and to be able to honor you and glorify you through that. But more importantly, Lord, that we live out these values and we really would strive together. We would, really would look forward to the blessings that you have in store for us in the future. Give us good attitudes, good hearts, and help us, Lord, uh, to love one another the way that you've intended. We pray this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen.